Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to the Pat Klaza Fun Radio Hour, starring me, Pat Klaza. Just kidding. Oh, man, I got just so good. No, no, no. You know what the show's called? It's 20 and 20, okay? It's a rapid-fire review show from the New Experimental Hours Podcast Network. I wasn't kidding about my name. It is Pat. It is 1.13 p.m., on Thursday, February 4th. Where are you right now? I'm in my basement in Chicago. This is episode 16. Thanks for being here. Um, Yeah, if you haven't been here before, this is a rapid-fire review show. Yeah, I'm going to review 20 things in 20 minutes. I do it quickly, okay? I value in-depth analysis. I value diving deep into any particular subject to really learn what it's all about. But that is not what this show is all about. I take out a stopwatch, I talk about something for a minute, and I move on, okay? Can you handle that? Does that sound good? Before we begin, I want to remind you to go on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever. Leave me a five-star review. Tell me what you think of the show. It would boost my ego. That does not need to be boosted anymore, but why not? You know, life is short. Why Your, Your time on this earth is finite. Why not spend some of it? logging on to a website and telling the website how you feel about your friend Pat. Okay, let's begin. I have my stopwatch ready and I'm hitting go. I want to give a warm congratulations to my favorite children's book illustrator, Michaela Goad. She recently won the 2021 Caldecott Medal for her book, Water Protectors. Round of applause for Miss Michaela Goad. That's quite an achievement. I understand she is the first, um, not only first native um, illustrator to win this award, I believe the first non-white woman to win this award. That is nuts. My God. It's been around for decades. What were they waiting for? Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about her book, Water Protectors. What a terrific story. It's about the people, indigenous, native people, United States and Canada, who protect water from development. It's about the pipeline. It's about oil and gas. It's a very important subject, and it's done so with just the right touch for kids. Parents, you'll enjoy it too. The illustrations are beautiful. She deserves the award. I've had a lot of her books. I've got some of her art on my walls. I think she's a genius, and I just had to start the show out this week with a shout-out to Michaela Goad. Pick that book up wherever you find fine children's books. Moving on, uh, one thing you can do when you're not reading to your kids is you can make paper airplanes. I always remember when I was a kid, I was so bad at paper airplanes, and back then I did not know what to do to make them good. It's not like YouTube was around. Even the World Wide Web wasn't much of a thing, so I was just kind of like tinkering with these planes on my own, not really sure how to make them fly any better. I was terrible at it. Now, with the help of Google, YouTube, I am creating some stealthy bombers, some real sweet gliders, and it's not that hard. I'm not great at it yet, but me and my daughter have been putting together some really fine jets, okay? Enjoying it. So if you have a kid or if you just want to relive those old days, get yourself some paper, make a paper airplane. Why not? 
It snowed a lot last week, okay? Probably the biggest snowfall of the last couple years. It's well over a foot, I think. I didn't get a final total, but the day after the snowfall, I think it was Monday of this week, I helped push three cars out of the snow. Three cars. The first one, a big Ford Taurus. Very heavy. Front wheel drive. Would not move in the alley. Lots of ice. Took us forever. And then this woman behind us is talking about, I got somewhere to be. I got to go like now, like yesterday. Come on. We're all stuck in the snow. Give us a second. This is not helping. And so we pushed her butt out of the snow. We pushed another guy out of the snow. This is what you got to do if you live on the block, okay? If you're in the neighborhood, if you have neighbors, if you have friends and family, if you have people, you have to help out, especially if you're an able-bodied person, young person like myself. I am ripped. I am muscular. So I did it. And one day I may need someone to help push me out. <laughs> Fat chance. I got a Subaru. Come on. I'm not going to need that. But but I do. Uh, you know, I like helping out. So why don't you do it too? But there's another option. You don't have to go anywhere. I want to give a special shout out to everybody who, you know, they look outside, they see their car covered in about 18 inches of snow, and they say, you know what? I'm not going to move that car. Not today, not tomorrow, not this whole week. I am going to let it sit there until the snow is packed so densely around my car. It's black. The, the snow is just disgusting, and it's basically ice. The car looks like it'll never come out. And then I'm going to let that snow melt throughout the spring. And then finally, when it's almost all the way melted, I'm going to dig what's little left and I'm going to get my car going again. I support that. Where does anyone have to be nowadays anyway? If you're not going to work and you don't have any, you know, the grocery store's pretty close, you could leave your car there for a while. I think it's cool. Give that a chance, okay? Finally got a record in the mail I've been waiting a long time for. It's from Jag Jaguar Records. It is by a band called Women. Yep, women. And the record is Rarities, 20, uh, 2007 to 2010. Women was one of my favorite bands of that era. They came out of Calgary. And they played music that sounded pretty unusual. I think you could lump it in with post-punk. Kind of gothy sounding, a little noise rockish. But it was, um, it, it just rose above a simple genre tag. It's one of some of my favorite eerie uneasy, dissonant music out there. I think their record, Public Strain, is one of the best of the last decade, especially when it's snowing outside or it's the bleak middle of the winter. You reach for that album. It is a great album for right now. The vibe, it is perfect. Check out that Public Strain record. Check out the new Rarities record. And while you're at it, pick up that self-titled debut. Three records, and then, boom, they were done. They imploded. Members went on to form Preoccupations and uh, and so on. Pretty cool. Another uh, musician I've spoken about on this podcast before is Elton John. Sir Elton John. Pretty good British accent, right? Sir Elton John uh, is a kick-ass musician. Leave on. Yeah, and he wrote an autobiography, a memoir that came out last year, maybe the year before. It's not very old. It's called Me, and it rocks. I love this book. It's so funny. He has a really... Uh, interesting lens through which he views his life. He almost skips over the years when he was uh, at the top of his game. You know, those years when he was putting out Tiny Dancer and Rocket Man and Crocodile Rock. That's just like one chapter. And the rest of it's devoted to like his cocaine abuse, um, his childhood growing up, some of the forces that made him the way he is. And he just has such fascinating analysis of his own life. 
and just a great sense of humor. It's very readable and very entertaining. So if you like rock memoirs, if you are a fan of Elton John and you just plain need a book to, to take you away for a little bit, Me by Elton John may be that book. Speaking of books, you can read a book or you can listen to a book. And actually a very popular podcast genre besides the rapid fire review genre would be kids story podcasts. And I'm just going to put the, the makers of Kids Story Podcasts on blast for a second. Uh-oh. Oh, what's he going to say? I've listened to four or five different Kids Story Podcasts. You know, they tell your kids a story on the podcast. It's supposed to keep them entertained. It's supposed to maybe enrich them in some sort of way. They're all trash. Some of them are way too long. Like 25 minutes for a kid's story with all these different voices and stuff's happening. The plots are outlandish. Let's keep it simple. I might have to make this podcast myself. Shrink it down to five or ten minutes at the most. Don't use a whole bunch of voices. Keep the plot really linear and aim for that age three to five subset of kids. That is the podcast formula that I am looking for. I might have to make this podcast now that I think of it. The Pat Klaza Story Hour. That sounds good, okay? I, last Christmas, won a, I guess it was like a raffle or like a bingo and the prize was a big box of cleaning supplies, which was really like not my jam, but I had to admit that it was pretty practical. So I took this box of cleaning supplies home well before, you know, a year before the, not a year before, a couple months before the pandemic, I should say, but a year before um, now. And I looked in that box this summer and I noticed that I had two industrial sized bottles of hand sanitizer. I put one in my car, I put one in my house, and only now. Are they starting to run out? These things lasted me for the majority of the pandemic. And uh, it just got me wondering, where have you been getting your hand sanitizer from? Sometimes I go to a store, I use theirs. It smells like absolute crap. Sometimes I go to a store and I use theirs and it's, it's sticky. This sanitizer I got is so good. I'm going to be sad when it's gone, but happy to have had it in the meantime. So um, yeah, hand sanitizer keeping us alive during COVID. If you're lounging around the house, Thinking about something you might buy to treat yourself, I recommend going on the Pendleton website. Do you know Pendleton? They make, I think they're most known for like blankets. They have these gorgeous wool blankets. Now I gotta, once again, put them on blast a little bit because the blankets often appropriate Native American designs. I don't know that there's a relationship or any sort of financial compensation for using those designs. The blankets are beautiful though. So uh, shop responsibly, mindfully, they do make beautiful flannel shirts. I recommend their lodge shirts, and they make the best socks in the game. They have these National Park socks. Got to check them out. Very comfortable, warm enough, not too warm. They retain their shape in the wash, and they're durable. They last you a long, long time. So check out Pendleton's website. I think you will appreciate uh, doing so. What are you going to do with those shirts when you are done cleaning them and you need a place to put them? could fold them and put them in your dresser. Eh, no, you're not going to do that. You're going to put them in your closet. If you've got closet space, why not? But here's the thing. If you're a grown man or woman, don't skimp on your hangers, okay? Don't, my God, are you using the wire hangers from the dry cleaners, those rinky-dink things? No, throw those in the trash. Those are garbage. Or just give them back to the dry cleaners. They'll reuse them. Are you using those plastic ones from Walmart or whatever? No, 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 no. Don't do that. Get the wooden hangers, Cedar's nice, but you can use any sort of wooden hanger. Or a lot of people like the felted hangers. They're very thin, but they keep clothes on very easily because they're covered in felt. Either one will do. I use both. T-shirts get the felt. 
and the more substantial shirts get the wooden hangers. It's a small investment. In total, you may spend $100 or $200, but they'll last you for life, okay? And you won't hate or dread going into your closet. There's a lot of places that you can improve your life, but the closet is definitely one. Look into it. Um, Jeff Bezos announced that he is no longer the CEO of Amazon. He's stepping down in his role as CEO. He's going to become some sort of executive board member. Um, I... I think everyone kind of rushed to formulate an analysis, a take on this story. I just kind of read it and was like, I don't know what implications this has on Amazon, on us, the consumer. I have spoken at length about my distaste for Amazon, and I'd like to reiterate, Amazon has profited off of COVID to an extreme degree. Jeff Bezos got very, very rich, and now he's ducking out. And part of what he did to get rich was he used his employees that he was paying so little stand in there and fulfill orders. They did so, you know, they did so voluntarily, but he could have paid them more, could have had more protections to keep people COVID free. Um, I just, given that you could spend your money in any number of places, why would you continue shopping with Amazon? Convenience aside, honestly, why would you keep doing it? You don't have to. Look around, there are better alternatives, okay? Um, pickles, generally, I'm a, I'm a one-brand man. I'm a Clausen's man, but here's... Here's a new development in my life. I am now a Grillo's Pickles man, too. Clausen's and Grillo's, the dynamic duo. Grillo's Pickles are absolutely delicious. They're tangy little bastards. You put them on a sandwich. I, you know, I make my cheese sandwich with the mayo, the mustard, the onion, cheese, of course, and I hit that with the Grillo's Dill Pickles. Zesty. It's got a lot of kick. Delicious. And you can find them pretty much at any supermarket. And they sell a really big tub of uh, Grillo's Pickles at Costco. So look into that company if you're a pickle freak like me. If you are got more of a sweet tooth, perhaps you are uh, familiar with the Little Debbie line of snack cakes and snack treats. I like Little Debbie's Nutty Buddies. Okay? So sue me. I like their Nutty Buddies. I think everyone does. If you... Have any recollection of eating these as a kid, you know that this was the treat. Chocolate, peanut butter, wafer. You could separate the wafers by layer and kind of scrape the peanut butter off with your teeth. That was a fun challenge. If you could get the wafers apart without damaging the peanut butter, that was like an achievement in and of itself. I love Little Debbie. I love Hostess. Maybe one day I'll do a bracket putting all of these against each other. I just I kind of think the Nutty Buddy would just run away and win the whole thing real easy what what would beat it like a twinkie a ho-ho i don't know nutty buddies are delicious i ate one last night okay <laughs> got to admit it ate one with a cup of milk my kids have been really into board games as of late they got a number of them for christmas some i like some i don't like a game i don't care for very much hi-ho cherio yeah the kids like it you spin the dial and you you get to put some Cherries in your basket, or uh-oh, the bird took the cherries and put them back on your tree. Oh my gosh, the bucket got spilled over, and now you gotta start from scratch. This game sometimes takes like 20 or 30 minutes, and with three and a five-year-old, that's a long time to play a game. Sometimes the game's over in like straight up like one minute. It's like, oh, we're done. Hi-ho Cherry is not really my bag. It frustrates me. Um, I just don't I don't think there's a lot of payoff for the effort, so I don't know. I got nothing left to say. I'm going to finish with that about five seconds early. I do want to recommend buying a drill for your house, especially if you're a homeowner, if you're 
intending to stay in a place for a long time and do some you know, home improvement projects, you're gonna need a drill. Ideally a cordless drill. I think if you have a corded drill, it maybe has more power. Obviously, um, you don't have to worry about charging it. But a cordless drill is basically the industry standard now. I have one by Black & Decker. I think it's really, really good. It's somewhat heavy, but it's got a lot of force, a lot of torque, a lot of power. And uh, it just, for simple things like hanging pictures or mounting stuff to walls or anchoring stuff or, you know, there's any number of things you can do with a drill. It gets the job done quite well. It was about 150 bucks. I bought it in Juno and I seem to use it almost every week for something or other. So I really recommend it. I've also noticed Ryobi makes a pretty nice drill. I think Stanley does a nice job. And um, what's that other company? Uh, fudge. Still? Is that the name of the company? Anyway, lots of drill manufacturers. Go online, do your research, and get yourself a nice drill. Treat yourself to a nice drill, okay? I do a lot of cooking. As you know, 20 and 20 is largely a podcast about making and consuming food. Mostly it's junk food like Nutty Buddy, but occasionally I make a really nice dinner with high-end ingredients, nutrition, uh, nutritional and delicious, and everyone loves it, and I make a ton, and I get leftovers. That's the ideal cooking situation. And one cookbook I love to use is Thug Kitchen. This is a problematic cookbook. I'm not going to beat around the bush. They appropriate, like, for lack of a better word, Ebonics. Someone has to tell me what the right word for this is. Like, you know, it's like, cut that pepper up, motherfucker, and put it into the pot and stir that bitch. It's like they, <laughs> the whole cookbook is written in this manner, and it's slightly embarrassing and probably offensive but the recipes are really good. Why did they have to do that? I know it's a gimmick and it sells a lot of books, but it does not go down well. It's not a comfortable read, but man, everything I make in that book I like. Very conflicted people, very conflicted. If you need a Thug Kitchen recipe, I'd be happy to send you a pic, okay? Don't buy the thing. I want to give a shout out to Winter Session. Winter Session is a leather goods manufacturer, small company. They make you know, handbags and wallets. And I bought a, what's called a belt loop keychain. It's a strap of leather with a brass um, kind of buckle attached to it. And you put it around your belt and then you, your keys hang from it from like a carabiner clip. And I just put that in my pocket. And, you know, gosh, every week I'm using the word patina, but patina, you get this natural veg leather, you get like a light brown leather and over time it kind of wears down and it looks a little bit darker and it ends up looking pretty cool and they're durable products and they look nice and they're made in the United States. So I have nothing but respect and uh, full endorsement for winter session leather goods. Check them out. I also want to endorse the band American Nightmare. Now, many of you have probably been listening to American Nightmare for upwards of two decades, um, which is kind of crazy to think about, but they put out some of their first records in the very early 2000s, I think like 2001 is the first seven inch and what a seven inch it is. Um, American Nightmare makes hardcore punk music. They're out of Boston. They broke up in 2004 and they got back together. They put out some new music. It's pretty good. It's not great, but it's pretty good. The old stuff though is some of the best hardcore I've ever heard in my life. It's got kind of a rock and roll hardcore mixed with youth crew vibe. And the real highlight of course is the singer Wes Isold who would go on to play in Cold Cave. His self-deprecating, depressive, and um, kind of desperate, but frank lyrics and vulnerable lyrics about depression, self-harm, uh, really resonated with an entire generation of punks. 
and I think he changed the um, trajectory of hardcore uh, for the better, frankly. So um, why not take this moment to return to American Nightmares catalog and uh, see what you think of it now in retrospect? It's very good. I've I've enjoyed my my time with it these last couple days. But I'm moving on to underrated, overrated, and properly rated. As I said at the top of our hour, we are now in February. We just lived through January. Glad we're all still here. It's been a tough year. (laughs) There's no doubt about that. But the first three months of the year, one of them's got to be underrated. One of them's got to be overrated. One of them's got to be properly rated. So January, January is overrated. Um, some people think it's going to be, you know, like the, the worst part about January is you think you're going to turn over a new leaf. You've got resolutions, you've got goals, you're hitting the gym, you're eating better, but inevitably you end up right where you started. So January sucks. Um, properly rated is February. February sucks, but everyone knows it. Like it's a running joke, like, oh, February, great. But it's also a little bit shorter than the other months and, you know, it's properly rated. March is underrated, not by a lot. March blows too. The first three months of any year are terrible, but March, at least you have the possibility of some spring-like weather. At least there is that promise that summer is on its way. You might see a flower, grass, or a little leaf bud popping up. It's possible. And, you know, it's just that hope and that potential that renders that month, albeit a bad one, underrated, okay? Last but not least, I want to give a shout out to the electronic musician Sophie, who died uh, this weekend at the age of 34. Apparently, Sophie was climbing to see the moon, fell to Sophie's death. Really tragic story. Sophie's music pushed the boundaries of pop, uh, pushed the boundaries of electronic music. I would uh, be the first to admit that it sounds like nothing else I've heard. It is spare and also maximal at the same time. Uh, That's a really hard thing to achieve, but Sophie managed to do it uh, using very few elements, just some drums and some some pitched up vocals, really crafted something new and um, I think had a lasting influence on pop music and on electronic music. I hear it in artists like, you know, even in artists like Taylor Swift's Reputation record, I hear it in artists like Charlie XCX, certainly like Ariana Grande, um, and so on. Uh, so Sophie, thank you for sharing your gifts with us for as long as you did. 34 years, we got a lot out of it, um, and your music will live on. I know I've been listening to it a lot lately, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. That's it, everyone. Thank you for being here this week. That was episode 16 of 20 and 20, the Rapid Fire Review podcast. As I speak, it is 1.35 in the afternoon. I saw some flurries uh, drifting down when I came down here to record. So I'm going to go upstairs and see if I have to make an early pickup of my kids. Uh, Just making sure we all drive safe, mask up. Uh, Hopefully, you know, vaccines are right around the corner for you young people. For you older folks, I mean, maybe you're getting vaccinated now. Maybe it's, it's a couple weeks away. Whatever the case, I want to thank you for joining me. I love you. I wish you nothing but the best. I'll see you next week for episode 17. Take it easy. Bye-bye.